Yo, I'm DJ Kinske. This is the Mega Rate Show. Bitches. <laughs> Word them up. Word, man. Hey, yo. Um, Mega Late Show. We've, we've been doing this for like four 20, years, dog. This shit is wild. Yeah. Like I was, one day I was we're going to look at I... this shit and be like, damn. How many years we've been doing this shit? <laughs> yeah, man. Well, I mean, today I'm looking at it. I saw um, I shout out to our brother uh, at the Tokyo Speaks podcast, uh, Tokyo Cliff, or I think he just goes by Cliff now. But um, three year anniversary for him today as we record. Oh, man. Good for him. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we we're, we're like a, we, we started just about a year before him. So we should be at four in like right now. We were probably just finished recording that Zero episode and we're putting it out. Yeah. Or did that shit come out in 2020? I can't remember, man. I don't, I don't really, I, I didn't keep track of it. These joints mixed I don't together. Know. I know we were recording at Steez's place in like November. Yeah. And then we went back and recorded again because, nigga, what? Yeah. It's it must have been. a mess. I've always just said that it was like late December, early January when we started because we don't have like a specific date. I don't think we did. Yeah, I think that's when the first joints dropped on SoundCloud. Oh, by the way, I just turned my mic up if you're doing the mixing. It looks better now. Okay. All right, hold on. Let me get my shit up too. Uh, but yeah, uh, congratulations to us on a run. Yeah, you know. I mean, it feels like we say this every year, but I mean, you celebrate your birthday, so we did yeah. it again. And we're still here. Another one. We're still here. Multiple. And despite and despite all things, I was looking at some of our metrics. Despite, you know, um, the first three months, we had like uh, hundreds of less plays than, than we usually get per month, right? Usually we, we get around like 1,500 plays a month. But, like, I think January, February, and March, we had, like, 800, 900 plays. Um, or where it was, like, February, March, April, like, 800, 900 plays. Despite that, we still went up in our numbers um, for, for the year. Uh, so we're, there's an upward trajectory. And so I, I will maintain doing the damn podcast. Because if, no. uh, if it flatlines, man, I don't know if I got the energy to do this shit. You know, man, yeah. uh... Yeah, well, props to you, you know what I'm saying? You're running a one-man thing right now, and <clears throat> I can tell just from the few times when I go in the Instagram inbox that a uh, nigga stays busy, so shout-out to you. And Thank you. You know, it's a snowball effect with the uh, fucking um, amount of episodes we put out, you know, even if when they first drop, they don't get a lot of looks. That shit accrues, mm -hmm. especially over the years. Right. And the more episodes you got, the more the things accrue. So that just adds on to the numbers. So, yeah, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy almost. Just yeah, man. keep putting it out. But I see, you know, like I was just looking today. I, I went to go look at the... Uh I was I was looking to see who you dropped, uh, what what conversation you dropped today, and you've been doing that more consistently for what like the past two months, like guaranteed episode a week type of thing. Uh, well, I'll, 
I didn't announce anything, but I'm basically just doing that for the holidays because I didn't feel like recording. <coughs> okay. So uh, bet bet. Yeah, and then when I was asking people, some people got back to me late or whatever. So I ended up having a stack. So mm. it'll be every week in December, and then once the new year hits, go back to every other week. Word word. All right. Cause yeah, man. Well, like shit. I said, uh, uh, you, props you spoke to you. to Mike though. Props yeah, to you Mike too, Magic. brother. We did this together. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, yeah, because you got niggas coming to your house every week. Like, uh, I almost can't be fucked yeah. to do a phone call sometimes. Word. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It feels it feels like I, I kind of feel like with the new laptop, I got a little bit of stress off my shoulders. Like, you know, the main thing that was taking forever to edit was like fixing the drops and that just ruins the flow and a lot of shit. So. With the new laptop, man, I, I was just like, I feel kind of like I could, oh, I could record five episodes a day now, type of shit. So uh, I don't know. I think yeah, I, I think uh, 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 again though for uh, we 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 talked last time. Uh, you know, we didn't record it, but we talked last time, and I, I'm excited for some of the new ideas that we got coming up and some of the new stuff that's um that's in the in the pipeline. So yeah, but, man. But I mean, uh, personally, I had a breakthrough today after. Uh, about two or three days of working on something and that's after like two weeks of something like completely stealing my attention so i'm excited to mm. get back to some other stuff mm. bet bet what you are you uh am i am i anticipating a, a rap album from you Doug? uh raps? maybe not a whole album but yeah things are in the works Hey, that's what's up. I'm excited to hear that. Excited to hear that. But uh, but the purpose of our uh, of coming together today is to do our our you know kind of uh, the traditional year end wrap up regarding music, our conversation about our favorites, um, albums, songs, uh, whatever we our, our categories that we make up on the spot, and and all of that jazz. Where do you where do you want to start with that this year? Well, I think we uh, first off, we should um, just be like, yo, it was 2020. Everybody knows how the year was. Um, sorry, what, what were you just about to say? Oh, I think I was going to say the exact same thing that you're getting at right now. Okay, word. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think it was 2018 where we were like, uh, this year wasn't as strong as last year, or maybe it was. I yeah, think it was twenty nineteen. It was twenty nineteen. Twenty. Yeah, because the first half of the year we're like, man, there's not a lot of shit dropping, but then at the end of the year it got kind of more solid. I think. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um. With that being said, uh, like especially compared to seventeen and eighteen since we started the podcast, mm. I was actually surprised how strong this year was. Like it's. Mm. With the situation being how it is, like the year started kind of strong. And then even after the pandemic was, you know, in full swing, people were still dropping albums and putting music out, which was uh, surprising and very appreciated. Word. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I this year I, I kind of feel like I had a lot of stress. And so, like, no I doubt. didn't want to, like. I didn't want to uh, abuse myself by listening to music that I just didn't really want to listen to for the sake of listening to it. Oh, for so sure. So there was kind of a there was kind of a lot of albums that I slept on um, throughout the year, 
like just shit that I was like, nah, I'm not, I don't really care to check that out because I'm busy with, you know, this album or whatever. But um, I, yeah, yeah, there was a, a few surprising like sleeper joints that I was like, oh, okay, this person was right. That That is a solid album. But, um, you know, just on my end, uh, I found a lot of good music this year. A lot of artists that I, that I like and have been supporting for a while, um, them and their colleagues put out some joints that I really enjoyed. And, and uh, I got, you know, a couple artists who moved up a lot in my kind of personal rankings uh, mm-hmm. of my enjoyment of them and their their careers and so I, i'm quite happy with the year especially um more on like kind of the independent um side of things like a lot of tokyo artists have uh, i've liked a lot more tokyo artists that, that we have on the podcast this year too so that's been it's been dope man i like uh t- 2020 you know all coronavirus and bullshit aside it's been a it's been a pretty decent year for music i think yeah, no doubt. Um, I, I definitely feel you on not listening to everything. Like, according to my last FM last year, I listened to at least, I, I played at least 32,000 songs. Ooh, like, geez. not maybe not individual songs, but at least 32,000 songs were clocked somehow throughout the Man. year. And uh, that's definitely my highest amount of plays. I think we talked about it last year. Like, I was working from home and uh, mm-hmm. commuting on my bike a lot more or whatever. Just whatever. I listen to a lot more music. Um, yeah, that's a gang th- of music. This year was uh, more in line with other years, especially <clears throat> when that uh, winter depression be hitting and I don't do shit for, like, mm. two months. But, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, that throws a curb off. Oh yeah, you know what definitely. I mean. When a nigga just uh, listens to podcasts and comedy right. albums, <laughs> but yeah, uh, right, but um, yeah, I mean, you swing in like A pluses all throughout the year, and then those those hard like forty five percent papers, you know, they really throw the, the <laughs> yeah, whole yeah, curve off. Just yeah, fucks up my average. But um, it's weird how you know the older I get and the more I do the podcast, like the more music I listen to, the less music I listen to. Like, I remember when we first started the podcast, especially when Steez was, you know, in the mix a lot more. It was like, yeah, let me listen to this Young Thug album. And I really don't think you could convince me to do that shit anymore. Oh, yeah, man. What was that year? Uh, I think it was 2018 where I played like 158 albums or something, right? And Mm. a lot of those were like... Well, like Pee Wee Longway and, and a bunch oh of shit God. that I would just never, oh you know what I mean? God. And it's just like, it's just like after that, I was like, I need to just disabuse myself. And, 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 uh, you know, last year I kind of did that more. And this year, almost completely, I, I really didn't, even artists that I kind of like, but I didn't really care for their like last two projects, I didn't, I didn't really peep it. Like that Spillage Village joint that came out, I'm sorry, yeah. I just didn't get to it yet. For I didn't sure. get to it. Same way. I listened to the tracks JID was on, and I, I'm kind of yeah. mad that I did because I kind of had a feeling with the trajectory Earth Gang has been going in, mm-hmm. and uh, especially you know I, I realized I fucked up because it happened so late in the year after I had already been doing it, doing this, acting in this way, and you had mm-hmm. said, uh, "I'm not gonna listen to that Open Mike Eagle album." Yeah. And I was like, oh, you know, I haven't, uh, I've never listened to a whole Open Mic Eagle album before. I should probably check it out. But mm. first, you know, I was already skeptical. So I listened to, you know, some top tracks off of it. 
or one popped up on my Spotify, and I was like, oh, that one was pretty good. Let me check out some more yeah. top tracks. And I was like, oh, I kind of dig the vibe. You know, I'm a vibe guy now. Let me listen to the whole album. And, you know, about halfway yeah. through, I was like, man. Yeah. What is that? The sunken cost fallacy? I was like, man, I got to listen to this whole shit just in case there's a banger on here. And there was not. Right. It's not actually, a bad album at go, all. But, you know. Yeah. It just. I actually enjoyed it quite a bit. There's quite a few tracks on there that I that I really kind of enjoy. And, and it's a vibey joint for me, too. But um, but yeah, basically the same thing. I just didn't want to subject myself to to some albums, even from artists that I really really fuck with. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Griselda kind of suffered this year for me too, because I was just felt like so inundated by their music. They put out a, a Griselda project almost every every month, at least one, like and every other a lot week. of them just got. Yeah, a lot of them just got pushed to the wayside for me. Like that Armani Caesar kind of pushed to the side. Mm. Like two Conway albums, kind of just like eh, I listened to a few tracks, but yeah, yeah, it's I, weird. It's not that the quality's bad. <laughs> it's just that I'm not with it right now. No, not at all. I mean, I'm surprised I haven't bumped. Um, what's the joint with uh, Alchemist called? Conway and Alchemist. Oh, um, Lulu. Is Lulu. that Lulu? Yeah, I'm surprised I didn't play that a lot more because I've been yeah. heavy on an alchemist tip recently. But yeah, Same. I think from a king to a god, definitely got more spins than that. And yeah, I, I haven't, um, I yeah. haven't really fucked with Benny that much, but he definitely had some joints this year. And yeah, Westside fell the fuck off for me for some reason. I think I just you know turned on him as a person. Yeah, um, I I like one of the west side albums and i like one of the benny albums enough to put it on my top 20 but those are the only two griselda albums that made it i think mm -hmm. and and in that in the in the west side album that i put on there it was like i felt like that's like it's like uh fucking your girlfriend before y'all break up for the last time it kind of <laughs> feels like all right this is a good one but you know i'm like it, it, i'm sorry but it's over between us type of shit yeah. And so, yeah, you know, shout out to that. <laughs> yeah, And then, like, uh, this month or this week, like, some shit came out that I haven't got to. So I'm kind of like, damn, y'all niggas uh, yeah. pulling some last minute shit. Y'all y'all know we're still in contention. Like, this is uh, right. y'all really trying. Like, uh, did you listen to uh, The Rock, The Marcy? Yeah. Yeah, man. It's... Yeah. It's unfair. It's like, why are you throwing off the curve for me? Like, I, I don't know if this album has enough horsepower to yeah, push exactly. into my top 20. It's really good, but, like, it, am I going to feel the same way, you know, two months out? You're trying to but, catch me but slipping it's good. on some recency bias. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely how I felt about it. But, you know, I noticed when I was making my list, there was an album that I really liked that came out in December of 2019. And it didn't make my year-end list that year, and it didn't make my list this year because it was from last year. So Rock might suffer the same fate and miss the top 20, uh, you know, both years. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Just because be like of the timing. Yeah. Who's that other album? But though? I mean, it's, let's give him a shout-out. Yeah, yeah, man. Fucking um, that COVID cough with uh, Schoolboy. Yeah, I'm fucking with that. What's that? Um, that Rock Marcy. Uh track off of the the mount marcy uh, i haven't heard it's, it it's called covid cough and it's got schoolboy q on it but yeah it's it's got some of the best um some of the best ad libs i think he has a bar where he's like <laughs> try to try to spill grits on me and miss 
bitch. <laughs> and then the ad lib is miss me, bitch. And I was like, oh, wow. Oh, man. Wonderful toxic masculinity bars. Just brilliant. That's miss me, fun. bitch. Yeah. When you have an ad libs, just miss me, bitch. Like, I like that. <laughs> yeah. Welcome back to the wokest. The mostest wokest. <laughs> the goon and the worst. Yeah. I, I did. I did kind of like. My, I, I don't think that my top 20 list is, is is as toxic as it's been in the past. Like, I think my, my listening is, uh, I'm missing more of the, the kind of gun albums and more of the, uh, you know, like real nasty capitalist opulence type of shit. Mm. I think I've only got Griselda and maybe like a Gibbs album that, that really kind of touched those points in terms of uh, that approach. Or Baldy too. Shit, I guess, I, I mean... 25% of my top 20 is probably uh, toxic. I mean, has it really ever been about that, though? I don't really. Yeah. I don't really uh, yeah. remember it ever happening in that way. Yeah. I just, uh, I don't know. This year, I, I was I was less likely to, to feel good about listening to a bunch of rap music that is talking about shit that I won't, that I'm not interested in. And I think that's kind of why Griselda suffered. I was like, I don't really care about how much money I got. It's not making me feel better about anything going on. Let me just avoid it. Yeah, I guess um, that's a good uh, other thing to mention, you know, along with the pandemic things going on, there was also a lot of social unrest and that was uh, reflected in a lot of the music this year so shout out to all the artists who put out a little bit of that in their music Word. i mean you know props to everybody that's been doing that and has always been on that wave and maybe mm-hmm. a little more props to the artists who awakened more and yeah put out some stuff and then you know big shits and you know no daps ever to mm. the people who were like uh i don't make that kind of music and mm. fuck everybody who made a song and then was like all right i'm not doing that anymore <laughs> y'all niggas yeah. trash and f- forever will be trash yeah we see we see y'all capitalizing off of the social unrest and making woke tracks just for the sake of it yeah no doubt which are pseudo intellectual wokeness bars but I get it. Yeah, yeah. You do your thing. I won't call out anybody because I don't remember. But I, will. I, I think it was Lil Baby. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm I mean, in Atlanta you know, now. People felt you can away. find me. Yeah. 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 Word. So, but where do you want to start with our with our little list here? Do you want to list off our favorite albums, favorite artists, favorite songs, beats? What's up? Yeah, I'm not sure where to where to do the. What, well, what's the proper? How did, how did you how do you how did you approach your 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 list this year? Did you rank them like this is number one, this is number two, or do you just kind of have a a loose collection of your favorites? I ranked my albums. Um, everything else, like okay. I got a number one, I think, and then okay, everything else is you know tied at number two or maybe in a lesser yeah rank number yeah. three three and a half type shit. I got a clear number one, and then two through like seven could be like anywhere in there, and then from there it kind of drops off to like you know, 
whatever you're you're one of my favorite albums but i didn't really particularly rank them with any kind of like clear intent except for my number one and even that's just ranked just i think is based more upon my just talking about it so much enjoying it so much and and just like i think i listen to it more than other people's albums so i just place it there for reasons yeah you want to do that then like just list off our top five yeah let's do it you want to you want to go like me one two three four five you one two three four five or like a back and forth let's uh start five to one what is that decreasing okay uh, let's alternate all right all right let me see here man um that number five spot I think I'm going to give it to uh, The Price of Tea in China by Boldy James. Mm. You know what, man? I, I like be that honest. joint. Boldy, one of them artists who I was like, I don't need to listen to his album, even though, mm. you know, I fuck with him. I just, uh, uh, you, you know, as much as his vibe is his voice, I don't want to listen to a whole album's worth of it, even though mm. I'm super tempted because of the alchemist so i'll probably listen at yeah. some point but i'm not in any rush you know i i actually like i just got onto the boldy like hype train you know what i mean like um it was uh it was jansport J when he was here um that played it played him for me and i had never like he for some reason was not on my radar at all oh, word. and you know how much yeah I, I just never really listened to him and i remember when when Jansport was here he's like I was like who is this and he's like Boldy James and I was like okay and he played Caruth the the one track off of it which is like that neo boom bap type of drumless shit and I was like oh this is dope and then it was Alchemist and you know how I feel about Alchemist and mm-hmm. that album is the the one that's the one that I really like from him the other ones is like I right, but but that 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 new artist glow mixed with the production and some of the features on there like I really like the Vin, uh, Vince Staple feature. I just found myself having that album on repeat a lot this year. So yeah, it's hard though. I mean, I, I like it more than you know. It, it beat out every other Griselda album for me, and it's very much of like that same type of ilk. So mm. yeah, shout out to that joint. Yeah, like I said, every track I've heard I've liked. I just <clears throat> haven't committed to you know putting it in rotation. I like. Uh, of of uh alchemist's work this year and all the production that he's done uh, my beats the beats on that are my favorite it beat out alfredo easy oh word yeah Mm -mm. all right then yo i always get him and young rj or i used to always get him and young rj mixed up Mm. yeah um i sometimes do the same thing you know uh cliff always be sending me all the uh neo boom bap gun bar cats like you know he likes all that shit so mm-hmm. yeah sometimes we're like oh okay I've, i get the albums mixed up too but yeah what spe- you got speaking of young rj i want to give a special shout out to uh uh young rj and mega ran for their mm. album two hands up which is sitting at mm. number six which is hey you know basically number five or number three as far as this list is concerned actually it's probably number two the way this year ended up being so basically everything except for my number one is you know interchangeable and that may even be interchangeable Mm. so uh shout out to two hands i saw you post that 
I saw you post that, um, you know, that conversation with, with Mega Ran. Peace, peace to him. You know, that's our brother. But I didn't get to listen to it yet. And to be honest with you, I kind of neglected a lot of Mega Ran music this year. How many albums did he drop? Like three, four, um, five? Probably. He four. does a lot. Yeah, okay. my man is yeah, I, busy. I, yeah, I fucked and yo, up and, and just never got around to it. He's doing his best stuff now. Like when you've been saying that for a minute consistently, yeah. When I first um really started listening to him, when he was coming to Tokyo, and I you know, actually a little bit before, he popped up on my in my Spotify. And after you know, the first couple song drops, I was like, oh, this shit is not what I remember or what I expected mm. from Mega Ran. And yeah, yeah, that shit. Uh, from um, what was the name of that song? Uh, Catch 22 I think mm. ever since then He's really been on my radar And yeah he's just really consistently Putting out quality music And yeah, it's getting Not that he's ever been trash But now he's like one of my favorite favorites For sure Not just the homie Word 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 Yeah I need to go back and listen to more of his music That dropped this year But yeah. And yeah that's definitely much, um, much Sorry I didn't mean to cut you off no, but, uh, I was just I was just kind of replying to what you said. But yeah, that album especially, you know, it's also super socially conscious and wasn't expecting that from Mega Ran either. And mm. you know, young RJ with the Slum Village connection makes it really dope. Mm. Yeah, go check out that conversation, that uh, temperature check. What was the name of that shit? Two hands up, a poor man's run to jewels. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Is that what he said it was? Yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> Word, I gotta check that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a uh, very insightful to uh, Mega Ran as an artist. But you said that's number six. Yeah, that'd be number six for me. But you know, okay. two through, f- you know, ten are basically the same. Okay. And uh, what, what do you got for five? M- my number five is gonna be Loji. Lo and behold. Mmm. Not a bad choice at all. Uh, Not a bad choice at all. I think I. I may have heard Loji before this year, but uh, I don't remember it really. But um, yo, some of the tracks on that album are fucking incredible. It's gonna pop up in this conversation again later, but yeah, I love that joint. Yeah, Loji like is super a, dope. It's like lo-fi, but not in that um really kind of Earl kind of way. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's more. It's more my energy. I think so. Yeah, I like it a lot. Word. He actually just came out with like a new joint. Um, uh, well, I don't know when it came out. It came out this month. Uh, uh, I forget the name of it. Push, push forward. I don't yeah. think I heard that. Yeah, it's with somebody named. I'm pulling it up right now with uh, Moriat Moriarty. I don't know. I listened to it once, but yeah. It's a whole album. No, it's just a track. It's a single. Okay. Well. But yeah, that's a good that's a good pick. It's a nice pick. Yeah, it's dope. I, I got to give that more more play. I didn't really listen to that, um, but but the once when uh, I think a couple months back you mentioned to me that you had been playing Loji a lot, and I went back and I listened to one of his albums um, for a couple of days after that. But uh, let's see, number four for for me is a, a late year edition but uh definitely shot up in the ranks for me uh it would be uh aesop rock spirit world field guide 
Yo, I, I was really gonna, enjoy that. I was gonna ask you about Aesop Rock. He's. Um, I think it's. Go he's ahead. A, he's also an artist that I don't listen to every album he puts out, but when a song comes to my attention, I'll listen to it. And uh, I saw this album dropped, and I like the two or whatever tracks that I've heard so far. How's I guess the rest of the album is good. I didn't I didn't really like the single that came out, um, the Gates. Like it was off putting to me. Like that's how bad I didn't like it. I didn't like the production, mm. but. Um, but the rest of the album, man, it's like it's his least depressed album, I feel <laughs> like because okay. it's like a concept. It's a concept album. And so he's kind of just having fun barring out with weird topics like he's got this track on there called Dog at the Door where it's just about him. It's like a it's like a, a minute long, two minute long track about the dog sniffing and barking at the door and him wondering what's going on outside. And he bars oh, out in like typical Aesop rock fashion. Keep on repeating like. It's probably a trap, and then he rationalizes it, and then he's like, but it's probably a trap. And it's just like a really interesting, fun way to approach things. And, Yo, and I was listening to, in the whole album is is kind of like multiple concepts of him exploring this kind of just, wor- like this world in his mind, basically. And um, yeah, it's, it, it's uh, it, it, it probably shot up in like my top three, top four Aesop rock albums. The biggest thing that I didn't care for is like sometimes the mix is a little bit tinny and man, I would like if he like I like his production. I think he's gotten a lot better, but I would just like a little bit more variety. A lot of his beats now, like while Aesop is like super hip hop, he's always rapping about it. He usually got scratch choruses, um, you know, a lot of graffiti references and it's, he's a real hip hop artist um, four element style type of shit. But man he uses you know he he uses a lot of like guitar stems and bass lines from his guitar friends so his beats are kind of more Mm -hmm. towards that energy and that's not like i'm not really a guitar type of cat all the time yeah but his production is really you know i think it it speaks to a lot of his like larger white fan base but but yeah man it's dope there was a if i could just say one more thing about it there's a really good episode of uh uh, call out culture which is um curly castro um uh, alaska f- from the old adams fam crew and um uh zilla roca right they have this podcast called call out culture and they have this this episode format that they do called lineage of greatness where they focus on an artist and then they talk about their career and why they're super dope and one of the best and they've done it for like andre but it's mostly like real independent underground shit. And so they finally got to Aesop Rock, man. And just listening to them talk about the career and the, like the approach, it, it, to me, it's like one of those things. If you're, if you're not an Aesop Rock fan, it's kind of dope to listen to the perspective and see exactly why the brilliance is there and why people have dismissed it. But, you know, why it was like a wrong thing to do. And like I, I just championed the guy's work like all approaches he can he can bar out regular he, he's one of the best storytellers and uh yeah man fucking aesop rocks consistently I, I say now that he's my favorite mc because i've liked him since like 99 and i don't really get disappointed from him but this is one of his um better more fully realized pieces of work that um is just you know fun so yeah spirit world field guide yeah, no doubt. He's um 
he's in that same category for me with like Homeboy Sandman, where, you know, at this point as a hip hop listener, I love, you know, bars as much as anybody, but, you know, when somebody approaches it from a different way, it, uh, you know, adds a little something extra to it for me. Word. And, you know, especially since he hasn't seemed to has become as crotchety as Sandman has. Mm. Uh, Word. It uh, gives it a little bit more props to be deserved. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, you know, both of those guys are kind of really unique stylers, whereas, you know, we, we talk about somebody like Boldy or, or Benny, and while there's nuances to their style, it's, it's a little bit more conventional, it's a little bit more typical of, like, the larger rap, you know, uh, community, but, man, really just a consistent, unique styler, and I think that that's one of the things that has to be championed um, in hip-hop culture, so, yeah, easy pick, easy pick for me. Dope, yeah. What do you got for uh for your four? Number four, Makami, Mox Hard Lemonade. Word. <clears throat> you yeah. got a title or you stole it? What huh? What nigga? No. I'm I kidding. said you, you got you got <laughs> title or, or you stole it. I signed <laughs> up I had for, to steal the shit. I signed up for a free trial. Okay, bet. Yeah. And then forgot to cancel for one month, so I felt like an asshole. That's how they hey. get you. Yeah, I had to steal it, man. It's like it's not on YouTube. It's it's fucking nowhere yeah, to be found on Spotify. So, and I think if you wanted to buy it, it's like, yo, you want to pay four hundred dollars? You want to pay one hundred fifty dollars? Like, ugh, come yeah. on, man. I appreciate <laughs> the grind, but yo, we in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah, I'll give you uh, I'll give you the FLAC file. Come on, bro. Right. Oh, you got the flax? Hey, see? I had to drop really doing it. I had to take out a mortgage. (laughs) Get those wave files, those one gigabyte tracks. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Shit. That's the problem with flax, man. It's like fucking, come on, man. (laughs) You need to buy an external hard drive just to listen to them joints. Uh, But yeah, I was a little disappointed with his output this year just because it was almost non-existent. Mm-hmm. Especially compared to last year, and was it last year or two years ago? I think it was last year mm, when Two's Lit yeah. Two and he all dropped. that other shit came out. Yeah, yeah, that shit yeah, was like three. Wapcon George or however you pronounce yeah. those things. Yeah, that was like the genesis of my my comedy appreciation. Uh, and you know, being a former Griselda member, was expecting you know more drops, but I'll take mm-hmm. what I can get this year. And, you know, it's not as good as the albums from uh, last year, but, you know, he's on his own shit, like another planet. Yeah. So I really fuck with everything he does. Man, I saw I saw a post by somebody on uh, Twitter that was like, he said some shit like, E-40 is everything that y'all like about Mach Hami. And, or something like that. Like, E-40 is, is everything does everything for the reasons that y'all or some shit basically saying that like e40 is an archetype of makami's approach right mm-hmm. like weird language stylers kind of off um uh, like strange approach to writing beats um using like language in a strange way and i was like yo i, I let's look at one of those things that now that i've seen it i'll never be able to unsee it and um i love e40 
So I was like, oh, okay, maybe that, you know, that's that same through line of the that weird styler approach. Mach is really the strangest out of it, when you think about that kind of Griselda wave, Mach is definitely the the most abstract and strange approach MC to to any of those type of beats. You know, God Fahim or mm-hmm. you know, any of the cats. So yeah, fucking Mach is he's one of my favorites, but I think that just the lack of output this year and the difficulty to get the album kind of made it so I didn't listen to it too often. I put it on my phone, but I usually play music off of Spotify now, so I kept right. on kind of missing it. He, I thought he had another album, but turns out it was just an album that came out like three years ago that I never heard of. Yes, and it came same. out on Spotify. And I thought, oh, this is new. And I played one of those songs a lot. But yeah, it was an old album. Yeah, usually I don't I, big up exclusives, like a streaming service exclusives. Mm. I, I hate that shit. But, um, right. And it's also a reason why I haven't played, uh, What's the name of that joint? Act Two, J Electronica, so much. Ah, uh, right. Even though I've heard a lot right. of it already, um, cause you know, I listen to shit on Spotify and it's not on Spotify, so right, it's whatever. Yeah, I'm just looking this shit up right now. And the vinyl, the deluxe vinyl version of uh, Mox Hard Lemonade is four hundred forty-four dollars and forty-four cents. Shout out to the guy. Shouts to him. Yeah, my man's eating. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, probably good doing for him. Well. I think he's doing all right, right? His verse on or his track off of uh, that Preservation album is pretty dope too. Yo, who the fuck is Preservation? He's a producer. Yeah, you remember that old Dell and Aesop Rock track that came out on like the the Woo Meets Indie Culture like fifteen yeah. years ago or some shit. With the he produced Doom that. On beat. It? Uh, no, that no was it's Mole just Aesop and Dell. I'm tripping. Yeah, that's the Mole Man joint. Um, put your quarter up, but but the joint with Dell and Aesop. Um, called preservation was produced by preservation so mm, yeah, he's dope okay. so he's that a album's dope. affiliate he, i don't think so no but yeah I, I don't think so but but you actually put me on to that album because i think nicholas f is on that shit too yes sir right actually uh i think mock has two tracks maybe word I can't remember. Somebody has two tracks. I know. I know the list is. It's a good album. There's a lot. Yeah, it's of, a crazy. Billy Woods list. is on there. Yeah, there's a lot of cats on there. Um, should I do three? Yeah, go Let's for see. it. Three for me. Um, Rap Ferreira, Milo, Purple Moonlight, Pages. Hmm. I fucking really that that was an album that just kept growing on me. I would find a track in um. And, and go back to it but the production on it is just wonderful i really really like the production on it it's fucking uh kenny siegel and his like his brother and his collaborators the jefferson park boys so the musicality on it is just super dope um my uh, milo kind of feels while I, I feel like a lot of the bars are kind of like eh, a lot of them are just like really brilliant to me as well and i really um i really like that album quite a bit and and one of the songs is probably my most played song of the year it's probably my favorite song of the year doldrums i just listen to that so much but yeah man i I, uh easy choice for me purple moonlight pages yeah i didn't know uh this existed i uh oh yeah with milo yeah for some reason well he changed his name 
that's the problem he changed his name and so now we got you know what i mean <laughs> like oh he changed uh, his you name look, you type in yeah it's it's his real name now like his name is like rory allen um oh. something p ferrera so he's rap ferrera now so if you type milo in in your in your spotify like it's not going to show this album yo there it is yeah, yeah. i had no idea so yeah the difficulty of it because he's also scallops hotel you know what i mean so i was like all right all right come on man but hopefully he sticks with this for a while but this is a really solid album um if you're into that approach from him but the doldrums is one of my favorites of the year uh united defenders of international goodwill yeah it's a it's a dope album tight yeah i'll have to peep that it's a vibey album too it's like it, it provides a vibe he got the other yeah, check that uh, one out. usual suspects on there mike oh man i th there's there's standing one on the corner there's, there's there's two features on it um my open mike eagle is mm -hmm. on there and uh mike ladd actually good old mike ladd who i hadn't heard for fucking years so it's poetry shit yo uh he is in new york Rory, uh, um, Milo or uh, Rap Ferreira, he's in uh, he's in Ma Maine. Hmm. Yeah. He, okay. he moved to Maine and opened up a record store and had a baby. So. Do you say baby or a bakery? Uh, a baby. Yeah. Bakery uh, would be either tight or. Too. Yeah. 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 Yo, so I'm looking on my Spotify. Apparently, I have heard the song Laundry. But I just, I guess mm. I didn't put it together. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't really care for Laundry. It's one of my least favorites on the album, but yeah. Mm. It's a, I mean, it's a good track too. But. I probably heard him was like, yo, this nigga sounds like Milo. <laughs> <laughs> right, Lil? Yeah, trash. Come on, unbelievable. <laughs> let you get away with this, this shit. This shit is hot though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But don't be yeah. biting. I like that shit. Okay. Right, right. <laughs> That's, that goes on your permanent record. <laughs> Action yeah. Bronson. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yo, okay. Work. I'll peep that. Yeah, check it check it out, man. Let me know what you think cuz I thought I like uh some of the tracks are really good. Yo, like uh, one of the bars he says is like this is the opposite of picking cotton. Like, oh man, mm -hmm. on a quest to get open and free. It's really poetic at times. It's really dope. Yeah, he's good for that. Yeah. Yo, man, um one of the major uh uh drawbacks, setbacks, negatives of leaving japan tokyo was not having you know outside influence on my music mm. most definitely you I need to join a, a chat group uh, or uh, a discord i gotta do something man <laughs> i gotta start listening to whole episodes of the podcast again <laughs> yeah go back to you know part two we usually get into it yeah. oh fuck yeah for sure i'll peep that well, what you what you got for three Yo, my number three, your favorite, Drake, Dark Lane Demos. Oh, I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> no, I did hear it. I did, I did, I did hear of it. I did not listen to it though. Yeah, man. I go uh, on though. Tell me, tell me, tell me why you like this monstrosity. <laughs> it uh, I think it's really back to that uh, if you're reading this, it's too late mixtape mm. lucy drakeness and you know he started out with uh 
Tusi slide, which was basically a meme, which is what he's good at. But when you get into the album, I mean, from the first track, it's just like, I don't know, man. His melodies, his beats, of course, but it reminds me of um, when I realized that Andre 3000 almost never has the same flow on any track. Mm. Like, every track is, like, a different flow. And I was like, I remember when I realized that, I was like, yo, how does that nigga, like, rap with a different flow on every track? Like, how does he come up with these flows? Mm. And, uh, you know, Kendrick is good with that shit, too. And I remember an interview where Drake was talking about Nicholas F. And he was like, yo, Nicholas F. Mm. is, like, he basically said Nicholas F. is the god of flows. He's like, Nicholas F. Mm. never has a shortage of coming up with the flow. And I think on this album, Drake demonstrates that a lot. Like, uh, mm. of course, you know, there's that classic Drake sound and he's on his uh, British or English, uh, I don't know exactly the Team. genre. Yeah, but, you know, he's got that dun, 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 whatever that flow is called. He does that mm. uh, a bit on the last two tracks. But, you know, every other track is just like, yo, I don't know where this flow came from, but that shit slaps really well with the music mixed together yeah i wouldn't Uh, i would say that i would go listen to it but i really don't think i can do it yeah i was just about to say i wouldn't say i recommend it especially for you you know but if you're into drake already or you like that kind of music uh i think it's better it's better than scorpion for sure and okay it's better than yeah and scorpion was better than the last few joints he put out so hopefully when he drops this okay. album it's more this and less views or whatever that other shit was called although more life mm. was decent it was all right i still like a couple of tracks off of that but I, re- I rarely listen to to drake or pay attention to him if you were here i would i would let you uh you know enjoy it but i would have had to break out my how to neurolinguistically program your friends and keep on dropping things to make you dislike drake <laughs> subtly into our regular conversation <laughs> on some pavlovian like every time you know i hit a drop like on the 404 it's like it makes you feel like drake is trash yeah, yeah. i can dig it <laughs> word word well i i um Send me what tracks you think are really dope, and then, um, or tell me what tracks you think are really dope, and I'll go and, and at least give them a listen. Drake's yeah. good at what he does. I won't deny that at all. So, yeah, word. I'll hit you up. Word, word. Should I go into number two? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, as you, as you said, like, yeah, I wouldn't recommend, especially for you, to listen to Drake when you said that. Like, I, I basically, like, these are like albums that I really like, and I really wouldn't even recommend that most people listen to these joints, mm. um, except for maybe my number one. But yeah, this this album, I I wouldn't recommend it to like ninety five percent of people that say that they are rap fans or hip hop fans. But my number two is uh, Billy Woods and a Lucid Arm and Hammer. Uh, the album name is Shrines, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, this is this is a weird one. This is some weird art rap. This is some weird, like I don't know if if Afro pessimism was a music. I feel like <laughs> one of those tracks would be on here. It's fucking dark, guy. It's like it's so it's so raw. Yeah, it's so fucking raw. It, it's um, man, I I just uh the it's it's. You know their 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 rhyme styles approach more of like a spoken word than any type of real um, tr- conventional lyricism. I think, 
and I just like it. The productions, uh, they, they just got better at what they do, and it feels like each album they become more fully formed. And um, yeah, it's good. It's a good album, Shrines. Yeah, um, I can't really fuck with Arm and Hammer. Like, I uh, Word. I recognize the artistry and the quality. Yeah, it's just, yeah. It's not I get something it. I can uh, rock with. It reminds yeah. me of, um, uh, you know, same thing with uh, with clipping. Uh, I bet. Like, I just realized David Diggs is in clipping. I was like, what the fuck? But, oh, yeah. word. You didn't know that. That was like his main musical outlet. Yeah, yeah. I had no idea. I was like, yo, who the fuck is this David Diggs nigga? And why is he everywhere? I was like, all right, Hamilton. And now he's in Snowpiercer. What the fuck is this about? And then I was yeah. like, "Yeah, yo, he he's in that's clipping." I was like, "What the fuck?" Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's like, like in Kimmy Schmidt, he's in. Uh, yeah, he's. Yeah, he's like a he's like Donald Glover, but more artsy. Word, and I mean, you know, same with uh, Death Grips. Same yeah. with uh, even your uh, Dos Monos. Those monos to an extent, but you know they got the benefit of I can't understand what they're saying a lot of the time. <laughs> I bet. Yeah, so, it's more of an instrument than it is like right Afro pessimist. I can just listen right. to it without hearing it. You know what I mean? Word. Yeah, yeah. Or I uh, get it. What What's the cats from South Africa? I forgot their name. Young fathers. Oh, um, who are they? The white people? Yeah, Noni oh, and uh, um, the other guy. Ninja or whatever Ninja. his name is. Yeah. Um, I forget. It's a weird name. Die Antwerp. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. yeah. Like, even though I like some of the songs, like, when I make a playlist and listen to a lot of it throughout, I'm like, yo, my ears are tired. Yeah. And, you know, I again, get, this is. I get like that with a ahead. lot of things. You know, too many bars, I get like that. Too much lo fi, I get like that. Too much abstractness. I get like that. Yeah, totally. I totally get it. Um, I feel the same way about clipping. Like I can only handle it so much. But I've kind of followed. It's one of those things where I've co- I followed, you know, Billy and and Elucid's career quite a bit. And so it's kind of like a, it's it's like following a Marvel movie or something. It's like the evolution of the character or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I just I just I uh, with them I with them I can I can handle it. And when I when I listen to them I I kind of. Like, it's like, oh, this, uh, as I listen to it, I'm like, oh, this is fucking art. This is not like music. You know what I mean? But no, yeah, I this one it. just got a lot of play for me. Yeah, it just got a lot of play for me. And like I said, man, like this is a album is their music is kind of dark, right? Which wasn't, this is not the best joint to like put yourself in like a positive mind state. But I found myself listening to it and kind of fascinated with that kind of darkness. Um, the song Slewfoot. In uh, the song Slewfoot is also helped co-produced by Andrew Broder, who is a like an indie uh, artist rapper that I used to like. He used to be with Fog, um, who's done albums with like Yoni of Y and Anticon. And I was surprised to see his name pop up on this. And the track that he helped co-produce is also like, like I said, if if Afro pessimism was distilled into music form, I think it would be the song Slewfoot. It just sounds like hmm. that to me. So uh, I, if anybody's is curious about the sound of Arm and Hammer um, with one of their more 
inaccessible tracks, listen to Slew Foot. Yeah. But yeah, that's it. Two. Yeah, I feel like I've heard uh, Billy Woods on other people's tracks and liked him more oh, yeah. than in Arm and Hammer, but I, I don't see him outside of that as much anymore. I remember I played, um, you know, a lot of it, I think, is has to do with the production. A long time ago, I played a track by Billy Woods off of his album Unknown Knowns, which is produced by Blockhead, who tends to be a little bit more soulful and sample based. And you were like, oh, who is this? This is dope. Um, but this is like three or four years ago when we were first kind of learning each other's musical taste. But yeah, his his approach on other people's music is more accessible than his Arm and Hammer shit, for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, word. What do you What do you got? Uh, it's number two, right? Right. Well, you know, mine aren't really in order. Just number one is in order. But yeah, this we would be on two. All right, bet. Uh, Alfredo, Freddie Gibbs. Not a lot mm. to say. Yo, solid um, choice though. I think I'm gonna just go ahead and give Gibbs a uh, rapper of the year. My man put in a lot of mm. work this year, and. Yeah. You know, at the highest tier sounds weird, you know, with Drake and uh, people with baby in their names at the top of the charts. But, right. yo, as far as rapping ability, he's, you know, at the top. Output mm-hmm. at the top. Quality of the output at the top. Collaborate, you know, yeah. based, in, based off his collaborations and the looks he gets, you know, his respect in the community is strong. Mm-hmm. I mean, my guy is, you know, fucking solid. I mean, he's probably problematic on social media, I'm guessing, from what I've read. Oh, yeah. But I'm not really, Indeed. you know, super into that. He, he hasn't done anything to get himself, you know, canceled, even by me right. so far. And, yeah, I think my guy is just, like, rapper of the year. And he was damn near rapper of 18 and 20, or 19, too. So he's on a hell of a run you right know, now. Him being nominated for a Grammy... Uh, for this album was shocking oh, to me. I, I mean, didn't hear about that. Oh, uh, well, you know, the 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 uh, Academy or, you know, whoever, whatever they call themselves, the Grammy Committee, um, they changed some of the categories for music. So they removed like urban from titles and yeah. they also created a melodic rap kind of category, which is where like most of Drake's stuff would go like The Weeknd, a lot of the more sing song pop weekend. rap type of shit. Yeah, well, well, like I mean, like that R and B kind of. It's it. They they create a new category that's like melodic urban music hmm. to use, like the language that they would use, right? So you wouldn't have uh, Twenty One Savage or Amigos in this new rap category. And the new rap category that they have is like all rap type of shit. It's like D Smoke. It was Freddie Gibbs um, for Alfredo, um, Nas, King's Disease, and. Um, j electronica which wouldn't just these guys would never be nominated for grammys in most cases right uh, it's just, in, yeah. in the late there's no room, in there's the no late tens for them in there right you know and so to see freddie gibbs on there not only was it just like i had no idea that he had reached that level of recognition where enough people would know him for him to be nominated for a grammy uh, but but it was dope to see, and and despite like not really giving a shit about the Grammys, I think it speaks to his career trajectory and talent that he ended up up there with Nas and fucking Jay Electronica. He's one of the best. I, I he's not my favorite album of the year or or favorite artist of the year, but man, you know you and I have been champion Gibbs since we met, 
and I think that really he's one of the he's one of the dopest lyricists um, in that space. He's one of the best writers and most consistently dope. His collaborations are more nuanced than a lot of the other cats that would be in that category, like a uh, Royce or you know, fucking anybody. Name somebody. He yeah, has a fucking sure. track this year with Machine Drum, which is fucking crazy. And so it's like, yeah, man, Gibbs Gibbs is the guy, Gangster Gibbs. Yo, um, and I like that he's still punch Jeezy in the face if he wants. <laughs> he's still talking <laughs> shit. So Gibbs is the guy. Yo, he did um some tracks with this dude named Adam Adam Snow. I want to say. I guess he's I went a to high producer. school with him. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yo, his no, I know a guy named Adam joints. Snow. I used to write graffiti with him, but it must be a different guy. I mean, you might want to hit him up and see if my man brought a PC. But yeah, these tracks are 9 to 5 and 42. Those are mm. the two track names. Yo, seek those out if you like Gibbs because his verses on those joints okay. are crazy. Like, my man yeah, is just consistent as hell. Yeah, he steals the show for sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, I don't think we need to talk about sure. the album as much, but. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, he's, it's, it speaks for itself, man. That's one of the best. It's definitely yeah. in my, uh, it, it's um, it's one of my favorites. I will undoubtedly. I will Top say uh, he put me on the Scotty Beam, which I really appreciate. Okay, I didn't know she made music. No, I just mean uh, looking at her as a physical. Oh, human okay. Being she person. was on like a Joe Budden show for a minute. Um, whatever the name of their show was, but yeah, she's dope. Number one clear favorite for me mm. easy choice for me um and i like to say that it is influenced by my friendship with this person but but really outside of that i don't think i've championed an album more than this album this year mm. um i find it to be fucking brilliant like i i've never heard anything like it um aaron Sholai, raw denshi interesting it is it is fucking nuts it, you know like if you listen for example like Sky Zoo with Dumbo Station. Yes. It's a jazz group with a rapper who the jazz group is making rap like rap style beats with jazz instruments, right? And usually when you have a fusion of jazz or live instrumentation with a rapper, that is the approach. It's like let's make rap beats with our jazz instruments. This Aaron Cholai album is so nuts. He's already a strange um, avant-garde style producer but in between like two kojo verses where the live drums are played to sound like a fucking breakbeat he'll do like a one minute piano solo mm -hmm. that is fucking nuts and then kojo comes back in and every single track on this thing sounds different there are all these wild new approaches to emceeing by daichi or kojo's flow is just dope the the singers are crazy abby howlett's on this and it's it's like man i i um I find it to be fucking like I, I call Aaron. Uh, he, he really is a, a genius. You know, he, as he told us, he touched the piano and two months later, he's in a piano school. of You know what I mean? Like the highest prestige piano school, like a real prodigy. But man, this album is fucking brilliant. The musicality, Daichi fucking kills all these tracks. It's it's just dope to me, man. Raw Denshi. It, it is a wired to explode. That shit is nuts to me. Yeah, I like the album a lot. I've, Especially um, the tracks with raps on them. Word. I uh, I really, you know, dug having some 
Japanese music to listen to. And, you know, Aaron being a homie uh, just made it even more imperative to look at. So yeah. I, I, I liked that it was good. <laughs> yeah. Better man. than good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I like it more than like, you know, I've liked his past work, but this one, I was like, wow, this is some really fully realized shit. Like, Yo, I'll say, he wrote the music I'll say the same for, thing. For I like it more than um, Window and uh, right. some of the other joints we've heard. But um, yeah. yeah, it's a, it's weird, man. Like, it's not a jazz album, I don't think. And it's mm -hmm. not, it's definitely not a hip hop rap album. But yeah, like right. you said, it's the, the fusion of it where it's not like, jazz hip-hop or you know right hip-hop over some jazz yeah it's it's dope yeah it's it's like some weird avant-garde approach to both genres that kind of just works both ways and um you know i think if i played it like i could play a song for like a jazz head and it'd be like you know play a song for mark DeClive and be like wow listen to yeah. like that piano is is nuts like you know he, he would notice the musicality of it and i could play it for like a hip-hop head and die on one diety track and like oh he he kills that in a weird flow and then the kojo shit is like oh this is some break shit like it's it's got a lot of variety man uh and and if i could for our listeners who are here in tokyo on the 26th aaron is going to be namboku records is going to be performing kind of like a crew show at batika um in ebisu it's going to be aaron with the sextet um performing lots of songs from the albums with some other mcs uh his wife miyama is going to be playing some of her avant-garde approach to the koto that she did on her album sonobe i think shun ishiwaka which is like one of the the most um the prestigious drummer. drummers out here it's like it's going to be a ill-ass show and i advise you guys to get your tickets now because that's just going to sell out the last one sold out and so yeah i'll be I'll be there for sure. Yeah, especially hopefully since they'll have a limited amount of people in there. Get your tickets early. Yeah, yeah, indeed. I, I gotta, I, I gotta hit them up to to get my tickets because I haven't, I haven't done that yet. And it's like five days from now, so yeah. I just imagine he let me in. He would have let me in last time, but I was like, uh, if it's that crowded, I'm not gonna do it. But this time, I gotta risk it. Yeah, that sounds. If my boss is listening, uh, it, I, I'm just joking. I'm stay home, <laughs> boss. Kobayashi-san. <laughs> you know he listens to the podcast and shit. Yeah, for so, sure. But word. What, what uh, you got, man? What's what's the what's the peak? What's the number one? Yo, I'm uh, so glad you didn't tell me Drake was number one because I'll be kind of mad at you. I'll be like, yo, you better move back to Tokyo right now. There's a lot of things going on <laughs> in your life that I don't think are positive. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Drake's. Well, who, who you got for number one? Drake's my uh my my uh what is it is it totem in 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 Inception mm. like he's the one thing uh, yeah I'm holding on to <laughs> in this topsy turvy <laughs> world yeah <laughs> and, and uh, no mega you cannot touch it like, <laughs> <laughs> right don't ever yeah I get it uh yo before number one I uh you mentioned D Smoke earlier mm. I finally watched the uh, rhythm and flow the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Surprised by the quality, you know. Originally, I did it just to, you know, peep some new artists or see if anybody on that show was worth listening to. And a lot explain of that to weren't. me. I don't know what you're talking about right now. I don't know what this is. Rhythm and Flow on Net Netflix. Okay, is that like a game show? Yo, is how do the, you know the Ti shit? He was on the. He was uh, nominated. And that's how I know the name. And I listened to a couple tracks, but I don't that's know it? who he is or what that show is. Yeah. 
Yo, son. Um, so Rhythm and Flow was a reality talent show, right? Uh, T.I., Chance, and Cardi B were the judges, and they got rappers from all over the country, uh, mainly Atlanta, Chicago, L.A., and New York, and, you know, niggas came from mm-hmm. other areas also. And, you know, they did competitive elimination rounds and got down to the final four, and D Smoke was the winner. D Smoke is from that show. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. And yo, he killed. I think somebody mentioned that to me. From his first appearance, he, it was apparent that he was like on some other shit. I mean, he's mm-hmm. very Kendrick reminiscent, but you know, my guy is beyond talented, obviously. Oh, man. Uh, so he's like coming out the gates as a rookie and being nominated for a Grammy? That's crazy. Pretty much, man. I guess this is like his second album. I'm, I'm assuming that's the one okay. that got nominated. But uh, you should watch that show. It's very good. It sounds like that shit that we watched a couple of years back. That um, that yes, it, Wave that or whatever it was. Beatrice versus yeah. On Wave. I think that's what it was. Called. Right. But yeah, it's better than that. Okay. You know, the okay. production value is a lot higher, and um, you know, they make actual songs on this joint, and mm-hmm. D Smoke songs are well. One song in particular is crazy. He like has a mm. parliament sample, but the way he flips it is like unreal. Like mm. nobody's ever flipped that. parliament like that before. Okay, I should definitely watch that. Yeah, it's very good. But I, I say all that to say uh, I'm glad you led me into that because I probably would have rambled to get to this. There was another artist on there, Ray Khalil, who got eliminated. You know, before they even got to the pre-final stages. And, uh, you know, I, I when they were doing their auditions, I, you know, I clocked some people. And then when they got eliminated in the show, I listened to their music like, uh, you know, maybe there's something there. And for a lot of them, there wasn't. But for this chick, Ray Khalil, I'm sorry to call her a chick. For Ray Khalil, it was like, whoa, she's maybe better than anybody I've heard in the past couple years. Mm. like everything she puts out i mean the vibe is very similar and you know you know i'm also a bar guy and she doesn't really have bars but her flow and how everything works together uh she's just you know it's crazy how good she is Mm. on on another level she put out an album called for the world this year it's amazing uh, her album Girlfriend came out, I think, two years ago, which I think I listened to one track or I think I listened to one track. I don't know if it was on my Spotify or if I watched the first episode of um, uh, Rhythm and Flow and then listened to it. I can't remember, but mm. that album is also good. Everything she does is good, basically. She's a Tierra Whack-esque in the sense of it's crazy how much quality she has Mm -hmm. and you know it's singing and rapping and you know she you can tell she's freestyling a little bit in there just vibing it out it's very dope so that would be my number one if you know i wasn't trying to keep it like straight hip-hop uh even though she is hip-hop so my number one is actually going to be uh a written testimony Jay Electronica really? and basically Jay Z. Yeah. Okay. 
I fucks with that. I fucks oh, with man. that very heavy. Oh, I'm surprised to see that at number one. I thought it would probably end up on your like top 20 uh, from our conversation we had earlier in the year about it. But oh, okay. You know, Jay Electronica. I like that too better than that. You know, Cake said the same thing, but um, I've heard a lot of Act Two already. Like I, mm. you know, Jay Electronica is very formative to me as maybe a human being, definitely as a hip hop person. Like I've been listening since you know my last year at university, basically, mm-hmm. and you know, waiting for the album to come, peeping the tracks when they came out digging any Lucy's I could find you know I kind of knew Jay Electronica's vibe mm-hmm. especially uh, since he has his own production style and when this album dropped kind of surprisingly and Jay-Z was you know throughout it I think that mix of Jay-Z's energy was good to balance out Jay Electronica it kind of uh, elevated him a bit and mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's kind of like what you were saying about Billy Woods and Elucid to track his career and then to see that mix with Jay-Z's career and the the, the synthesis of that on a written, mm-hmm. uh, a written, what the fuck? A written testimony? Testimony. Mm. Yeah, it's just dope. It's very dope. And I mean, the Word. beats are crazy. The beats are nuts. It's good rap shit. It's a good album. It's just that, uh, I don't know, like like for me, it's the opposite. Like uh, Jay Electronica was the guy that was being like champion that I just didn't really see like, I guess the brilliance um, in the same way that people did when he first was dropping shit. And I was like, oh, this is really good. But I think I was probably more into the weird shit still. I've been into weird shit like, you know, most of my rap c- fandom career or whatever. But yeah, mm-hmm. um, I just, I don't know. Act two just kind of spoke to me a little bit more. Um, I like. I especially like a, a couple of the Jay Z features or the Jay Z versus more than Jay on that album, but yeah, that's yeah. that's um that's a solid album. I, I can't I can't hate on it. Uh, I, I wouldn't. I don't need to. It's it's um it's dope. Yeah, indeed. Go, but I need to. I, I probably should give it a little bit more play because I think I only gave it like because that dropped while you were still here, right? We talked about that in person. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I, I think. I think I. February, January, February. Yeah, I think I think I I think I listened to that maybe twice, and and uh the all the way through maybe twice, and then a few tracks more than that. But but you know, Act Two actually got more spins for me. Uh, shout out to Theft. So word. Yeah, like hey, I man, said, good rap list. I uh I had title, so I listened to Act Two maybe once or twice, but I, I haven't gone back to it. They took it off though, right? That's what I heard. Maybe it wasn't I mixed, think. basically. Hmm. It sounded like no, more like leaked, a demo or something. And then he put out the leak, pretty much. Ah, uh, okay. Oh, tight. I didn't realize that. That's kind of, you know, what was behind it. No word. Yeah, man. I know my my choices, my top five this year are highly reflective of me just like, not not really uh, caring about giving a lot of play to some of the more uh, accessible albums like i think this year i was kind of hermetically sealed in a lot of ways with just like within my headphones and so all of my top five are outside of that boldy james are are very um kind of niche sounds and unique sounds that don't really uh approach the typical 
or conventional hip hop sounds approach or tropes, modern tropes, weird shit. My 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 15 through or uh, six through 20 have a little bit more of that, but mostly, man, I was listening to a lot of the weird shit this year, man. A lot of the weird shit. Yeah, I'm kind of the opposite. Like everything after five is, I think, pretty underground. Not underground, mm. but you know. I don't have it in front of me, but I'm probably in the, what is it, 99th or 1th percentile of people on Spotify that listen to artists other people don't listen to. Word. So, yeah, I mean, um, shout out to yeah, I guess, G. Yamazawa. Right. Uh, I got Think Peace, solid. Fill a day on there. Varnish La Piscine. You know, all that good shit. I listened to a lot of Akai Solo this year. Um, that Quadri Jansport J got play. I like the Blue and Exile joint that came out. Yo, um, that was uh, surprisingly dope. That shit is long. Some tracks. Oh are my long. god, the the whole album is like an hour and thirty. It's like a, it's like ninety minutes or fucking whatever. It's yeah. it's long as shit. It's like but a I double mean, disc. It, it's a uh, very reminiscent disc. of um. Is it below the heavens? below the heavens? Yeah. It's f- uh, yeah, yeah. Some of it reaches that height, those heights. I think. Right, it's pretty good. Um, I like uh, that new Fly Sifu, Fly Anakin, Pink Sifu, um, Quelle Chris, Chris Keys. Did you listen to Daiichi Yamamoto's album, Elephant in the Room? I want to say yes, but maybe I didn't. I can't remember. Man, there's so a Flat Stanley joint on there that's fucking hard. That Flat Stanley on there is so dope. Yeah, maybe I didn't um, listen yeah. to the album. I think, but I feel like I you know, did. I, wh- what did you uh, did you place Run the Jewels for in your top twenty? No, man. You know, I don't really fuck with Run the Jewels albums. Hmm. You know, as a whole, it made, it made the top twenty for me. It made the top twenty for me. That uh, fucking Killer Mike verse though is damn near verse of the year though. Uh, what's that? Walking walking in the, in the snow. Yeah, I think that made a lot of people's top list uh, of the year. Uh, I've got to get out of here in, in several minutes um, to call my office, who who have tried calling me uh, a few times since we've been talking here. But um, yeah, they could wait. Uh, what other categories do you want to hit? Uh, you said that your favorite artist of the year uh, is probably Gibbs. No, I would give him rapper of the year. Okay. I would say, uh, yeah, he's probably the best rapper this year. Um, Artist of the year. I don't know. I struggled with that one, to be honest. I guess I'll give it to Ray Khalil, who mm. is also technically my new artist of the year. Actually, okay. I'm going to do it like this. I'll give Gibbs artist of the year, just off the strength. And then for my new artists, I'll just blend them together and say Ray Khalil is also that, along with Gibbs. But in that mm. same category, I discovered uh, this uh, rapper from, I think she's from South Africa. And I don't know how to pronounce her name. It might be Amare. Mm. It's like a A-M-A-A-R-A-E. And uh, I sent one of her verses to you 
the the woman with the high okay. voice. Gotcha. Yeah. I do recall. She okay. uh put out an album this year. Well, her album just came out like last month or two months ago. Mm. It's very good. Kind of the same vibe as Ray Khalil, but a lot more singy. But you know, uh, I, I neglected still a lot of here. <laughs> I neglected a lot of I guess uh, hip hop output from women this year. I think the the one album that's in my top twenty that that is uh with a you know female or a woman uh, performer is probably Saw Rock, the sharecropper's daughter. Mm. I like that album, but I didn't listen to that album. But I heard some tracks it, from her. It's pretty good. It's you know it's rap. It's rap music. Good I mean, thoughtful rap music. Was Rhapsody last year? Yeah, Rhapsody yeah. was last year. Um, right? I, I, if she came out with something this year, I didn't hear it. No, she didn't, which is, you know, unfortunate. But, I mean, outside of her last year, there wasn't a lot of albums from women, I think, that were notable. Yeah. Did Except, you listen to that Griselda Armani Caesar joint? Or the nah, Shea, not the whole uh, joint. Noir? But, you know, yeah, Shea I was Noir. just about to mention Shane Noir. She's very dope. I wouldn't put her albums in, like, my top ten, mm. but she's dope. Same. For sure. I like her more than Armani. Armani. Same. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, these two albums came out in 2019, but I just heard them this year. Uh, these German rappers, I talked to you about them already. Juju and Nura, formerly in the group 16. Uh, German, like, rap music. So, mm-hmm. Uh, don't translate their lyrics. Just enjoy it. For what it word, is. Word. <laughs> word. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, you you sent me some of the translation. I was like, wow, this is uh, you know. You thought uh, uh, Arm and Hammer level. were talking some shit, <laughs> right? The dog is at the door. Yeah. What? Yeah. Drop your abortion. Yeah, I mean, you know. Yeah. Hey, um, shit. I think you know. You know what artist moved up in in my list and has become like one of my favorite rappers. I. Uh, probably my favorite verse of the year comes from him too is fucking Earl, man. Mm. Earl's writing to me has gone to another level. He's not he's not rapping no more with some of these tracks. He's fucking it's poetry. It's like straight poetry in the tradition of his father and um conscious and, and thoughtful uh, in the black radical tradition. I just I listen to it and and I just unpack them and it the pictures he paints is just so beautiful to me, man. His song "Morning" off of that um, that uh, Black Noise Oblivion album is so dope. Uh, the the re- new release of uh, "Feet of Clay" has that track with Maxo, and that's like one of my favorite verses of the year. I just like what Earl's doing right now. He's he's um, different. He he feels different to me. Sounds less like rapping. Sounds like full blown poems in rap form, and it's not poetry like i said spoken word like an arm and hammer it still sounds like rap but the 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 lines are just so vivid and it's it's really dope yeah i'm earl's earl has snuck his way into my top five mcs um current current top five list Hmm. so yeah i'm i'm a huge earl fan right now like i i've listened to to more earl this year than i think i've listened to most artists Yo, I, I ended up uh, on a in a Odd Future rabbit hole the other day listening to some old Haji beats and 
Domino Genesis, mm. Left Brain, and of mm. course Tyler and Earl were in the mix. And yo, it's crazy how far them dudes have came. Yeah, man. I mean, Igor is I mean, maybe my, my album of the year last year, you know, except for the, Eve. Yeah, I was up there. Yeah, that's dope. You know, on, on, on like the opposite side of the spectrum for thoughtful rap music and approach, my dark horse pick is um, Chris Crack. Excuse like, me? Chris Crack. Are you familiar oh, with this person? Bro, I thought you were joking. Yeah. I thought you said Chris Pratt. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, Star Lord bars, dog. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> no, I like, Chris yeah, I Crack. You canceled right? him on the internet. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm pretty sure he did. I, I miss, I miss like the memo, but I, I kind of, I heard the yeah, the I heard through osmosis. Yeah, yeah. But yo, Chris Crack, man, he got have four projects this year, and Damn. all of like they're not. They're not good from like start to finish, but man, there's so many dope tracks. I think he has the best album titles and the best song titles. Like one of his albums called um is called White People Love Algorithms. Another mm-hmm. one is called Wash Rappers Ain't Legends. Uh Washed Haters the rappers? Haters for, Yeah, Washed Rappers Ain't Legends. That's it. Um Haters Forget They Were Fans First. Um Good Cops Don't Exist. He got a song title called Um Fap with the Good Lotion. And his Say shit is so fap with the good lotion. Yo. I uh it's fuck with him. Yeah. I heard he's dope. at least two Chris Crack tron- Chris Crack songs this year. Uh the titles are Hose at Trader Joe's and uh <laughs> yeah. Black Don't Crack Unless You Smoke It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All cops are bitches. Like he, uh, his his music is like. It seems like you know he just smokes and then he just like rambles a couple bars or write a couple bars. But his his production choices and kind of the humor. There's a juvenile kind of nature to his music that I you know that I that I don't mind. It's like a lot of it is a little toxic. A lot of it is you know just kind of stupid. But but man, I found myself listening to him a lot and. Um, four projects it was hard to get away from it so shout out to him you know i first heard him with uh, vic spencer and i kind of gravitated yeah to vic spencer a little more just off the strength of his voice but uh yeah yeah i gotta give chris crack his props i haven't heard vic spencer hasn't Uh, popped up much on my radar since then i might go back and check him out but i'll definitely that's a fun project crack what is that one where they flip the biggie beat no biggie yeah. yeah, that joint is dope. Yeah, it's really Yo, they got dope. a track with, um, or maybe it's just Chris, or maybe it's just Vic, I don't remember, with a twister called Mortuary. That shit is insane. Ah, uh, right. Yeah. Yeah, that's, um, I feel like that's completely on the opposite side of the spectrum, the shit that um, I feel like I like people to think I listen to. It's like, oh, man, let's <laughs> listen to thoughtful art rap. It's like, nah, this is bottom of the fucking barrel. Like, it's like, it's like the toilet brush that, you know what I mean? You clean the shit off with. It's like some real raw shit, man, but I like that kid. I don't know how old he is, but his voice sounds to me like he's like fucking 13. Like, yeah, it's, it's yeah. interesting. I just I imagine that Googles, he's hella young. But- he's got to be like in his 20s but yeah i just imagine that it's like a it's like a kid talking shit at the playground to me like a 15 year old is just starting to get (laughs) pussy type of shit like all right but shout out to him yo um my dark horse fuck man this shit is difficult yo i think i'm gonna just say uh doppelgangers hmm 
even though I didn't really like what they everything they put out this year, which was basically two EPs and a beat album, if I'm not getting confused with their other output, because they they pull out a lot of shit. Um, it's not their best work. I actually went to their first album, um, 2012 or something like that, and uh, it was a lot better than I remembered. And uh, their recent stuff isn't as good as that, but it's still pretty good. So I think I'll either say uh, doppelgangers or just, yo, listen to some Korean rap music because that shit is mm. also very good. Palo Alto. Mm. His uh, record label, Highlight Records, put out a compilation this year. Way better than the first compilation. Somebody played some shit from that for me. I forget who it was. Maybe it was Naomi. Naomi that we both know. Kawahara. Mm-hmm. Speak easy fame. Yeah. Shout out I, to... I, I, uh, somebody played that for me. It might have been her. Shout out to her. She drove me around, well, She drove me home uh, in her car a couple weeks back with Terry. And, yo, her car is like a fucking spaceship. I didn't know these new type of cars are so dope. Like, the, the last car I owned was like a fucking 2006 Dodge right. Stratus. And, and like this old ass Honda um, fucking car when I was in Okinawa. But low new cars are crazy. That shit is really like a spaceship to me. Shout out to new cars. Shout out to Naomi and her new car. Yeah, I was talking to uh, somebody recently. I think it's on one of the temperature checks I ain't put out yet. But yeah, uh, the headlights come off cars now like little drones. Or they will be oh, pretty no soon. Shit. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, we, it's the future time now. It's future. Yeah, I don't. I don't know any about that. I'd be on the Yamanote line and shit. You know what I mean? Word. Marta. Word. Yo, um, let's see. So what did we do? We did like a famous artist. We did a dark horse pick. Who was a sleeper album for you that you uh, kind of slept on and when you heard it was was solid? Are we doing sleepers? Do we have that? Oh, is that what you went for sleeper with? I, I did. I no, went with a different. My approach. dark horse. My dark horse. Oh, what 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 did, what, did, what do you mean by sleeper? Uh, some shit that didn't get a lot of burn that I thought was tight. Mm. I guess mine kind of fits in that too, um, but maybe it got more burn. I just don't know it. Okay. M- my shit is um, some shit I was just put on to like two, two, three weeks ago. Um, I was asking people, you know, their favorite albums of the year, and a couple people were like, uh, Amine. Uh, Amine is maybe how you pronounce it? Not um, sure, but Limbo. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, the West Coast rapper. And and I kind of just didn't listen to it because, uh, to be honest, I dismissed him uh, when I heard the name a few years back. I was like, oh, that shit sounds like anime. I'm not fucking with him. And sure. it was like a real s- petty, stupid thing to dismiss somebody for. Plus but he was fucking yo, with Iggy Azalea, right? I think so. But his new album, Limbo, is, is actually really good. And outside of my wheelhouse in terms of sound, it's more pop rap centric you know accessible and and you know it's a bop i guess kids would say mm. and uh yo it's actually really good like every single track on there is pretty well written the choruses are catchy it's fun his music is his music videos are comedic and uh he's also west coast and so i'm fucking with him i really actually enjoy the album and i didn't think that i would so shout out to limbo by amine you know i played his song caroline a lot in my sets because it uh it blends good with um with a ufo's track with uh part-time cooks uh Mm. california butterfly word which i think we 
or maybe I'm the only person that has, well, one of the only people that has the English version of that song because they put the Korean version out. So shout out mm. to Mega Late Show Exclusives. Hey, that's what's up. With the drops on it. Hey. Uh, Yo, you know Circle broke up. I mean, I'm not, I'm not surprised, but I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just saw a post a couple of days ago. Uh, Jordan put it out. It's sad to hear. They're a really good group. But, uh, yeah. Not to distract. No, I mean, yeah. Uh, it's probably difficult. They're all separated. So who- who do you, who do you have for? Uh, I hate to rush, but I got to get out of here in, in several minutes. Um, nah, no doubt. Who do you have for a sleeper? Uh, I actually just have some tracks that I feel okay. would uh be dope. You know, should be on the radio. Uh, mm. first off, I got money now by uh Deontay oh, yeah. Hitchcock, which may have dropped w- late, late, it? late last year, but he dropped the deluxe album this year, so fuck it. Yeah, yeah, with Jid, which better. is also one of the verses of the year, probably. Yeah, that verse is crazy. Um, Blimes and Gab have two songs, Shelly's and Feeling It, which are very dope, which mm. I, I would have loved to spun somewhere because they're just, you know, good vibey songs. Do you fuck with them? No, I'm not familiar. Uh, Two Women, maybe also West Coast, and you might enjoy them. Huh. Okay. They're very hip hoppy, but um, not in like a underground backpacky sense. Mm. And they got uh, who they got on the album? Method Man and somebody else. Yeah, it's a. I wouldn't say the whole album is great, but you might enjoy. Well, you might enjoy some tracks. I'll check it out. And uh, I think one. Oh, oh, not go ahead. No, I was gonna I was gonna transition to the next category, but but yeah, finish up. Oh, just last off, um, yo, this uh Korean track called Automatic. Uh if you are in the know, you probably already know because it's a huge song in Korea. I think well, I don't know, but at least on the internet it's pretty big. Uh it's probably the best hip hop R and B song I've heard in the past three, four years, period, mm. regardless of language. Uh, oh wow! Three men at the top, Chancellor, um, Babylon. Fuck, I forgot the other guy's name. Cause the, the men are important. The second half, the women, <laughs> Moon, BB, and Giselle. Yo, mm. with the beat switch, and compared to, you need what comes before so the second part can be more appreciated. It's crazy how it's like a, a remix on the same track. Uh, T W L V is the third guy uh yo that song is crazy it's amazing they put out like a 12 minute remix because everybody wanted to hop on it it's a twlv is that supposed to be like what is that twlv maybe oh okay okay i'm i have no idea maybe it's something in korean no clue yeah it's probably 12 you know just remove the syllables okay Uh, got it yeah that uh that track is nuts. Tight, tight. I don't know if I really have any um like tracks that I would recommend people to to listen to. I suppose um I really like Sudden Death by Quelle Chris and Chris Keys, mm. which is not really kind of a rap track, I suppose. But that's really I still gotta that's listen really to that good. album. 
It's it's pretty good. It's got some joints on it. I, I didn't I didn't love it like I loved um you know some of Chris's uh Quelle Chris's previous albums, especially um uh, Being You was great, but but it's a good album. There's some yeah, that track some, is some really solid joints on there. Good. Yeah, that one's that one's tight. Um favorite beat, maybe? Uh I yeah. I didn't think much about it, but I I did want to give a shout out to um to Jansport J, mm-hmm. uh, he that that track that he um, the the beat that he made and Hit Boy produced that's on Benny's um, oh Burden of Proof album. I just saw flight. that that was nominated. That was that's put on like the Beat of the Year uh, bracket for uh, the Rap Caviar website or oh, podcast or whatever that is. And so you know, I think there's um, I think there's like sixteen or eight beats that are. Um, battling out for beat of the year and that beat was nominated so shout out to uh jansport j and uh slim jeff man um jansport's had so many fire uh beats this year his um was any weather album is so dope uh yeah and, and i if i could if i could tell y'all to go check out his episode recorded at the beginning of the year um do yeah do that i think it's like yeah, episode props. 102 or something props to jansport yeah, j that was a good, oh, he uh, also finally he, he finally uh, is making music full time now. I guess he was working part time or doing something before, but full time music artist now, living the dream. Yo, he's going to be uh, the Anthony Bourdain of, of of rap, traveling the world, making beats. Yeah, I heard him say that on the podcast. That's how it should be. Word. All the props to him. That was a good look. You got any beats that uh that that um you uh, loved? Yeah, man, that uh Jansport J was on there. That that was probably gonna be my number one until I remembered uh the blinding off of uh a written testament mm. by uh, Arab Beats. I just yeah, man, that fucking beat is the first half. I think the second half is Hit Boy, but the first half yeah. is that Arab Beats fucking nuts sample a rap is so dope he is very dope he's underrated as overlook his his um the he's work a, that he's done with with joe budden is the only joe budden shit that i actually like i don't think i remember that one it was an album that came out like uh the the rage rage in the machine i think is uh, okay the album name i, th- I feel he's like dope. uh he's a little bit tainted with that early or mid uh diplomat sound Mm. But he's like, yeah, he's very underrated. And that beat is, Word. man, insane. That that might be why I like the album so much. That one and um, Word. the Flux Capacitor beat. Ah, uh, yeah. Both of those are super dope. Who did the Flux Capacitor joint? Jay Electronica and uh, oh, James Word. Blake. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's far. Uh, yeah, I was surprised by that, actually. That beat is crazy. Uh... Some tracks off of Logie's album, Bright Kid, and uh, You Calling Me, which is uh, some dude, Jacob Rochester, did Bright Kid, and Swarvy did You Calling Me, which makes sense. Swarvy's dope. Mm. And uh, oh, I have one more beat that I, I like, too, if I could jump in between yours, is uh, yeah, United sure. Defenders of International Goodwill, mm. You Dig, um, which oh, is off shit. of that, that Purple Moonlight <laughs> Pages. You dig? I didn't, I didn't peep um, that. Yeah, 
United Defenders of International Goodwill. The beat starts off. It's it's like musicians playing them, right? So, like uh, that final beat drop is just hard. I don't care much for a lot of the lyrics, but man, that beat drop is so beautiful. So, yeah, yeah I definitely got to listen that. to that. That whole album. Uh, yo, Ty Dollar Sign um, put out a track mm. called Tyrone Twenty Twenty One, where Murder Beats flipped uh, the Erica Badu track. The Badu. Mm. And you know. I didn't hear that. Flipping like a classic like that. You know, that's some Diddy shit where niggas will call it lazy. Yeah. But nobody else right. nobody else has done it yet. And it's good. So fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. That's on. I mean, sometimes dope. it works. I mean, it yeah, works. Sometimes it works. I won't say more often than not because I'm sure a lot of struggle. Do we still call them struggle rappers? Do that you shit. Might. But, uh. This shit works. I mean, it's on Ty Dolla Sign's album, so there it is. Speaking speaking of flipping an old track and making it dope and renewing it for uh, 2020, that um, that DOC flip uh, on uh, the RO uh, the Run the Jewels album, Out of Sight, is fucking hard. Yo, I so, can't yeah. place that track. I don't remember that one. Uh, um, fucking, uh, it's that DOC, DOC joint, funky. Uh, what is it called? Funky. Oh, funky. Uh, yeah. funky enough. Yeah, right. But yeah, yo, I don't the, remember the the flip. that track. Hmm. It's the one with two chains on it. It's the joint with two chains. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's that's yeah. a dope flip. It's a dope flip. That. Yeah, it's you 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 recognize it immediately, but it's not so. It's not as similar mm-hmm. as uh as the sample, but you recognize it. It's got the the makings of it. So yeah, that's dope. I think I think one of the the categories that you mentioned before before I got to get out of here was a, a canceled. Did you say that? Yeah. What did yeah. you mean by that? Like like somebody you just don't listen to anymore, or somebody that would did something trash that you don't listen to anymore? Yeah, basically, I think we touched on it a little right. bit, just saying we like listen to less music. Mm. Like, uh, you know. From oh, I don't need to listen to that. Like I'll never listen to a the baby album or a little baby album or even like a Roddy Rich yeah. album. Yo, I hate I'm doing it to these Atlanta niggas, but you know it is what it is. They're popular. Right. They're, they're in the zeitgeist. But yo, I uh, you know, I've kind of decided that you know I don't need to peep every track Jada Kiss is on anymore, like I used to. Ah, <laughs> word, word. You know, I see his name come up. You know, for the past. 10 15 years be like yo a jada kiss verse might as well listen and now to i'm this, like yeah. uh mm, i'll get to it sometime I'm a, I'm a styles p guy like i used to like jada kiss probably my favorite in in the locks but man styles p is clearly my favorite now especially that mm-hmm. joint that they did the new um living off experience that album that came out mm-hmm. like I, I i really don't care for much jada kiss on that but styles p is so far yeah he's probably yeah, so the most consistent I've always been a chic yeah. guy, but he's the most inconsistent person in that group. Yeah, I, I just, I just, you know, I don't know. I think I like Styles as a person more too. Like uh, he's grown a lot. You know what I mean? He's mature. Yeah, got sure. juice bars and shit. Yeah, he's yeah, um uh, Styles P. Conscious. He's on that same, you know, Raekwon, Ghostface. You know, having a renaissance after his run. Yeah, he's been, uh, yeah, very consistent. He. He's like he's got the kind of the old kind of weathered, um, established street guy uh, 
bars with wisdom that I think Nas wants. When I listen to Nas, like, trying to, you know, be like, yo, I've been there, done that, and I did it so you don't have to do it, and I'm wise now, listen to these, like, smart shits. Like, I feel like Nas wants to be that so much, but Styles P just does it effortlessly. You know, he'll talk about, like, you know, uh, just, just juice you know what i mean like you're like <laughs> like yeah I, like fucking I'm, I'm about to eat eat right and drink some juice and it's not like yo i'm smart or trying to say some smart shit like yeah Nas just misses me with that I, i'm so tired of it so but but yeah styles p doesn't suffer from that same problem it's authentically there in terms of in terms of me canceling people like i i didn't really have anybody that i canceled but i gotta say um Man, J. Cole is embarrassing, dog. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he took like huge L's this year. First off, going at No Name the way that he did for what he did, that's a corny thing to do. And second off, resolving it by admitting that you don't read books is like a real <laughs> wild thing for me to do. Like, don't tell me that you don't read books, dog. Like, tell me that you do audio books or something, but... You know, like, I feel like people often looked at him as, like, this kind of introverted, insightful, kind of brilliant guy. And I'm just like, yo, I can't, I can't just, don't tell me you don't read books. It's embarrassing. So I feel like he took some major L's this year. Um, no, he definitely no uh, problem. exposed himself, for real. Yeah. It's like, you know, that, and that, that, but, but to be honest with you, that's the, that's the surface level of, of a lot of the, um, people who have that perspective, uh, of wokeness have. It's like they don't do the legwork. They, they are well intentioned, but they don't do the legwork. And no name would have suffered from that same type of problems if she didn't recommit herself into actually starting a book club, start looking at literature, start, start studying the actual black radical tradition. And, and that's just something that clearly J. Cole hasn't done, although people see him as a person within that same space. Um, it's like you can be well-intentioned, but you can also be kind of stupid about it. And he kind of showed himself to be kind of stupid about it. Yeah, it's like, like, you know, J. Cole, maybe a lot of people would have considered him the second coming of maybe like a Lupe or like a more successful mm. Lupe. Yeah. But uh, yeah, some niggas just be out here playing 2K, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they looked at and and you know, I was just giving Nas some kind of you know disdain earlier for the type of approach that he has. But I really kind of you know, J Cole is also like that coming of Nas, like mm. eloquent kind of thoughtful bars without the street aspect of it. You know, so placed in a a more modern context um, for the type of environment he comes from. But it, just like Nas, it's like clearly, you know, you guys are well-intentioned and you probably have a lot of really good surface level ideas, but that's where it breaks down. It's like on the, once you once you try to look for depth, it's not there. And you don't necessarily need depth to talk about things in the universal human experience, like feeling upset when you see police violence or, um, you know, having a, a, you know, a poor relationship or, or that. But any deeper than that, you know, especially when it comes to political, it, it kind of falls apart for both him and Nas. And and yeah, that's just embarrassing to me. He's not canceled by any means. I don't really do that, um, especially in the context of like cancel culture. I, I just don't listen to people that I feel like I don't need to listen to or watch. So, yeah, cancel is yeah, probably sorry, not J. the Cole. best term, but yeah. Right. You know, 
we we've I think we've hashed that out several times. Like we're not cancel culture guys, but we definitely discern the type of uh, you know content that deserves our attention or uh, championing. Right. So yeah, Yo. J Cole's really yeah. Oh no, J Cole's really what? Yeah, just yeah. yeah. I felt kind of about that about him for a minute, but oh boy, that's embarrassing. Yeah, we've uh he was a meme on our show very early. Yeah, yeah. Double platinum. Double no platinum. Fingers. No books. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Basically. Yo, yeah. also uh, Ghostface. I think uh, I don't need to listen to Ghostface verses all mm. the time anymore. Yeah, I felt that way for kind of years now. Like I think he's been phoning it in. Like he really is like. Yo, especially type. when you compare him to Method Man now, it's like dog. Oh, has Method Man gotten better or fucking what? Like he's yeah. a better MC than he's ever been now. I think. It's crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. He's always had his signature bounce, but like his bars just seem a lot more deliberate and less, um, you know, filler. Like, you know, like not filler in the sense is just like he's just he doesn't have anything to say. So he's not saying anything. But like it just seems like more yeah. and more of his bars are like it's probably every single line is intentional. Yeah. The battle raps. He probably like, yo, yep. every bar can fucking count. Make that right. shit count. And added to the fact that he's just not cursing anymore, he kind of has to, you know, fill oh, it is in. Is that with a thing some... he's doing? He hasn't been cursing for like five years. If you go back and listen to any of his verses, he he's not using any curse words. Interesting. Yeah. Shout mm. out to Method Man, one of a, not one of my disappointing hip hop heroes. Yo, I've you got an update. Out, doc. I've got an update. I'm uh, I'm somewhat open to possibly considering um being approachable to listening to push a t oh really yeah i don't know where it came from i had that uh i had that epiphany recently yeah did you listen to something or no absolutely not but okay but i think uh (laughs) i think uh i don't know i think i was just disappointed or i don't know you know I think it has something to do with Royce. Mm. And, um, yeah, maybe Royce and Lupe. I didn't listen to their podcast, but I, I heard about it a little bit. And, uh, you know, Royce is fucking hella disappointing, no matter how dope he is. Yeah. And also, you know, talking about canceling artists. You know, I've canceled people for less and I've not canceled people who've done more. So for me to like just be like no push a T ever again is kinda whack. So Yeah, know. that's growth. I'm uh yeah, I'm working on it. Yeah. How about those anti vaxxer bars? We really have a problem in hip hop with that shit. I'm only it's aware of Royce's so far. Sandman. Who? Yeah. Homeboy Sandman. Oh yeah. Has Yo. those sprinklings of and it's not just like, yo, I don't believe in vaccines, but it's just like the kind of uh, ubiquity of people questioning um, like the paranoia behind vaccines is so pronounced that it's like, oh, you're not just being skeptical here. You're really buying into conspiracy theory and this, the magnitude of information being out there pointing to this is maybe suspect. Like you haven't really done much critical thinking about it. You just yo, are I buying heard- into it i heard somebody say um he was like yo it's 
Okay, so you don't trust the government or this company that's been around for like 100, 150 years. And, you know, fair enough. There's, you know, history there. But, yo, right. this uh, conspiracy theorist, just like off the top, like you're on the right. message board, like, yo, uh, American flag Eagle 52's reputation is flawless. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, I, I, I just find it. I just find all of it nuts. And actually, I'm going to be I, I won't go too much into it because tomorrow I'm doing a uh, a, a podcast uh, joint uh, where we're going to be speaking about this, uh, the political joint that I've been doing with Polly Rhymes and them. Mm. Um, and and so we're, nice? we're going to be speaking. of uh, No, Moto Nice is the writing thing. Um, oh, that's not on. This is not information. Yeah. Uh, that one, the political podcast with Maurice and Bernadette and them that we do. Uh, separate uh, from Megalacho shit, but I'm a contributor to that. I'm a uh, we're we're supposed to talk about how we assess the quality of our, our information and also um, people's reactions to uh, the coronavirus vaccine. And I'm just not buying into the fact that uh, you know we're so paranoid because the Tuskegee experiments. <laughs> like, come mm-hmm. on. But yeah, we'll get we'll get into that. Uh, on there for sure. So if people want to listen to that, uh, it'll be out somewhere. I'm not sure where they post it. Yeah, that's uh But I've been that's in my lane. Yeah, I've been I've been trying to avoid the political stuff on on the Mega Late Show recordings more, unless somebody really wants to get into it because I've been doing that uh, political podcast. So word, yeah. If you uh, want more of that shit, check out the temperature word. checks. That shit comes up a good bit. Word. Vaccines and all that, of course. Yeah, 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 man. I um, I, I listened to a little bit of your recording with Shalice. Yo, that was surprising. She uh, she went straight into that. But you word. know, it is what it is. I like that. The temperature It'd checks are like all that. different. I never know. Word, word. Uh, who's gonna bring up what? Word. Well, hey, man. That's about all I got in regards to uh, the year end wrap up. You want to go ahead and end it here uh, and and stop the recording and then but not hang up so we can discuss how to disseminate this. Sure, I just I want to say one more thing before the recording ends. Uh, you know, you mentioned something, uh, the E40 thing, the E40, Mahami. who was it, Makami thing mm. uh, that you saw on Twitter. Twitter is known for a lot of hot takes like that, you know what I mean? People like yeah. put something out there and somebody's like, oh shit, or on the other side it's like they think it's deep, but then it's really not that deep. Right. I don't really fuck with Twitter, but sh- yeah, I, I'll say that, uh, yo, a lot of, and I just realized this recently, a lot of niggas don't realize uh, Dave Chappelle's Piss on You, the original, it sounds more like a, a Gerald Levert song than an R. Kelly song. Now, the remix <laughs> sounds exactly like Ignition, but the other one sounds like uh, that Gerald Levert song whose title I can't remember more than any mm. R. Kelly song, but uh, a lot of niggas haven't peeped word. that yet. And when my Twitter starts popping off, I'm gonna put that on there so Nick's be like, "Yo, yeah, man, that's deep. Gotta drop that out. Yeah, people will buy into that. Yeah, lead us into a new golden age. Yeah, one like equals uh, one one uh, disrespect for J Cole. Right. But yeah, shit, Mega Late Show, number one spot for stuff. Yo, 2020, it's uh, not been good, but the music was pretty good. Uh, it's the 21st today. I'm waiting for my black superpowers to kick in. I don't know if I'm only going to get like half or what, but I'm, I'm waiting. 
Oh, is that some other Twitter shit? Oh, yeah. Maybe that's why I had my breakthrough. It's only the 20th over here, though. <laughs> uh, Maybe when I, when I wake up, it'll be even more. I do feel like tomorrow will be very tight. I got an right interview on. I'm excited about. Hey, that's what's up. Is it for a company in Japan? Nah. Trash. <laughs> yeah. Nah, good luck to you, though, man. I hope, I hope, that, I hope you pulled that off. Yeah, let's I mean, uh, it would let's be sign tight. off and but stay on. Yeah, let's sign off and, and stay on for a minute though. Yeah, I knew a so, nigga uh, who was working for an AV company. I kind of want to do that. You should do that. Say Zen, what? Zenra, Zenla. You know the, what I mean? The one that translates. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean, I know Word. how to say Monko. Let's get let's get it going. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let me Mega translate show. these cuckold videos. <laughs> 2020 year in wrap up pornography pornography <laughs> all right man shit peace guys peace